I mean, you don't even hear about bank robberies anymore, do you? So if you work in a bank, you do. So <laughs> a branch that I was in got robbed. Um, no shit. It, yep. So. Were you there? Yep. Um, so I was in the back. We were doing a. D- <laughs> oh, so funny. Well, it's not funny, but. I find it funny Um, because the guy only got away with like not even $500 and got arrested for it. So I'm like, haha, idiot. So (laughs) he basically, the classic one, like, you know, you see the movies, the hold up, everyone, blah, 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 get down. That's really, that doesn't really happen like that. Knock on wood, hopefully, because I'd feel bad if anyone I know is still in the bank has to deal with that. Normally, it's like someone passing a note. Very simple. They'll act normal. Or be in a weird disguise. Like, this guy had, like, a weird neck brace on and, like, a wig with a hat and, like, was trying to disguise himself. Passes a note that's just, like, maybe, like, I don't remember what it said exactly. But like, oh, I have a gun. Like, give me all the money, this and that. And then, I mean, they teach you to comply. They would rather you not die on, yeah. like, you know, that's nice. I'm like, thank you for not wanting me to risk my life. So is your... there a secret button to press underneath the, like you see in the movies? Sometimes. Really? Um, sometimes there's a button. Sometimes there's, like, bait money so that they'll try and give you that. And it'll, like, either, the, like. The die pack exploding thing? Yeah, die pack exploding. Nice. There's also cases I saw recently. Um, I think a Dunbar truck got robbed. About of a million dollars from two people at gunpoint, but they got caught because one of the cases had a little air tag in it, the new air um Apple thing. Oh yeah. And I thought it was kind of amusing that like it wasn't a die pack, it was like the new little like secret yeah. disc that they were able to locate the people. Okay, welcome to the Angel Research Podcast. My name is Jason Freert and I'm here with a very special guest today, Sarah. Woo-hoo. Sarah from the videos of from Angel Publishing. That's right. So I'm going to start this off with a quote that you may or may not heard from the famous bank robber. The Hamburglar. <laughs> no, his, his um, name was Willie Sutton. And hmm. I guess, I think this was after he was arrested and he asked why does he rob banks? And his response was, because that's where the money is. Yeah. Have you heard that one before? No. no. But so I guess that leads into the start of this. Is that where the money is? Guys, there is money in banks. Um, so you worked at a bank. What bank can can you share? Like you're not under a non-disclosure agreement <laughs> or anything. Can you share what bank and what I think you did? so. I was actually wondering that. If when not, we were, we'll bleep it out. Yeah. So I worked at two banks. I worked first at Capital One and then I worked for PNC. Um Capital One's kind of, I guess, throughout the nation, but I think PNC is more East Coast. Um, I am a Capital One customer. Good. Yeah. I love Capital One. PNC is okay. Eh. But yeah, they're a little bit more. Uh, I think they aren't around anymore. Didn't they get bought by somebody? No, they're still around. Okay. But um, yeah, no, Capital One, I like personally. But yeah, worked for both of them, um, was in management for both for like the teller supervisor lead teller or whatever like did branch leadership team but on the teller side of things so i mm-hmm. did a lot of cash handling customer interactions account stuff management all that jazz so yeah i, I had not known this until we started talking about various banking stuff and you were like yeah i know i know all about it. i used to work at a bank so one of the stories that comes up with um that Brian tells, and I had my own story about this, is just what exactly happens when you go into a bank and you want to withdraw a lot of money. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, 
so his story was basically back in 2007. I think he was like trying to get a decent amount of cash out, like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, like at a at a time. The last time I uh, I was going on a trip somewhere, and I think I went and I think I was going to Vegas or something, and I probably went and like withdrew like five thousand dollars in cash. And they were probably and they were like, "What, what are you uh, using this for?" And I'm like, "None of your bit." I think I told them I was just like, "I'm going on vacation." And they're like, "Okay." So, but you were telling me about exactly what needs to happen when someone withdraws that much money. Yeah. So five thousand. They're probably just wondering because I mean. Just They're for security curious. security purposes and to do, like, anti-money laundering, there's usually, like, quarterly trainings and stuff that every employee has to do to kind of just show that they're doing what's within the law and making sure that they're kind of covering their butt in case anyone's doing any type of structuring or whatever. So normally, if you do any type of transaction at a bank that surpasses $10,000 in cash, they'll report it to the government with a CTR, which stands for Currency Transaction Report. Um, And basically, they enter, they'll ask for your ID, they usually ask for your social security number, and maybe your job. Like, they get some personal information from you, which a lot of the times they'll already have because it's your own account, and they'll usually just try and fill in what they can without you really realizing it. Um, but it's not a bad thing. It's really just for anti-money laundering, just to make sure that all businesses and stuff are legit. Honestly, if you're going on vacation and you're just like, yeah, I'm going vacation. I want to spend money in cash. Like I can do whatever I want. There's like, okay, cool. But if you're like, oh, I don't want them to know about my business, which I get. I don't like people know my business either. But if you're constantly going in there and you're like, I'll just withdraw like nine thousand dollars, or I'll just deposit ninety eight hundred and not breach that ten. They'll do a separate report, which would be for a suspicious like you being sus, and they're like, "Oh, if you have got nothing to hide, like why are you being like weird about it? Just do the ten thousand, whatever you want, you know?" Right. So one transaction, because people the ten thousand dollars thing, I think is like kind of a. a I, I remember there was an episode of Sopranos where like he was doing that. Or the wife was, right? The wife knew that he had a bunch of cash in the bank or, you know, money in the bank and was, like, going and, like, taking out, like, 9999 at a time and, like, stashing it. So I think that $10,000 number is kind of known by people. But you're saying, like, if people try to avoid that by doing the 9500 thing, yeah, they have going to be like, if it just once or is it multiple times? It depends. It really all depends on the teller you go to. Like, for me... um, if you're acting suspicious and you're acting weird about it, there is a huge, I think it's called a suspicious incident report. And it doesn't even have to be with that. It could be with anyone being weird, like trying to ask too many like questions that you're like, why are you curious about this kind of thing? Um, but so no, that's so training that you do on the teller side of thing. Yeah. So okay. it's like, oh, if you are looking, cause you know, when you're from the teller side, when someone's coming to withdraw money, they're looking for a lot of things. They're looking for the account history, how long your account has been open, how long the funds have been available, where you got the funds from to begin with. Is it, does your account normally have this much in it? Or did you randomly, oh, does your account usually have a balance of $200 and all of a sudden you randomly got this check for 10 grand? Like they're just looking for any type of red flag to just kind of cover not only themselves, but also you. Cause there's a lot of fraud incidents when people just don't know any better and they think that, oh, 
which is a story I can get into in a bit, but like with check availability, you can deposit a check and it shows that it's available in your account the next day. Doesn't necessarily that the funds have been cleared from the account that check was drawn on. So they're just trying to really protect you because if you were to withdraw that and all of a sudden plot twist that check, there's actually no money in that account. Then they're going to take that money back out of your account when you also just withdrew it. So now you're negative like 20 grand or something. Okay. So you're, so let's go through this. So you get a check, say you have 500 bucks in your account and then you get a check from somebody and it's for five grand and you deposit it and you're saying, then you go the next day and you're like, I want to take out $4,000. Yeah. They might be like, oh, where'd you get this check from? They might even be able right. to see the image of the check already on right. their system to be like, oh, like, did you sell an old car? Did you like just to make yeah, sure how that long the funds does that normally legitimate? take though? Because I like when I deposit something now, usually it says now I know like payroll checks, they usually like say like, oh, these funds are available like immediately. But like if I deposit like say like a six hundred dollar check, usually they're like, You have a hundred dollars available of this now. And I guess they're waiting to see if it clears. So some of that it all it varies per bank and also per your account. So if like if you went to the bank that you've been banking with for years, you'll usually have your funds available faster than if I were to yeah. just walk into a random bank, open up account, deposit ten thousand dollars, and they're going to be like, "You don't have an account history to show that these funds are legitimate." Like we need to protect our own assets by not giving all of this to you right away. But if it was like, "Oh, like I've been banking with whatever bank for so long, and I deposit a check for ten thousand. It might be available the next day, or it could be like, oh, since this is out of the norm for me, because I would love if anyone wants to write me a check for ten grand just out of the kindness of their heart, go right ahead. But it won't be available for me right away because that's out of the norm. So they'd probably say like, oh, maybe a thousand. I keep doing this. A thousand is available the next day, and maybe you'll have the rest available in like a handful of business days. Right. So in these, so you're talking about the tellers looking for these things. Are any of these things like automated, like when they're looking in like the computer or this is all just training. So it really depends on like, what you mean? So you like, mean, yeah. like, Hey, here's this check. Like, and they're like putting it in. Do they like, are they alerted? Like, Hey, this person usually only has 500 bucks in their account. Now they have 10,000, like ask them these questions or is it just something they're supposed that to they're just... supposed to just know and okay. know what to look for. It's not like, Oh, I'm at least from the banks that I've experienced. I don't know what other banks mm-hmm. like security things are like, but yeah, you're supposed to kind of like go through the transaction history, check their signature. If it's not a known customer. Cause a lot of the times now, like the people that go in banks are usually kind of regulars and you're, you start to get familiar with them. But yeah, no, it's, it's all just based on, the, the teller doing so, their due diligence. So if the teller is in on it, then that's an issue. Exactly. So if you got a man on the inside, <laughs> an inside but I mean, job. at the same time, like, yeah, they could allow it, allow you to make this withdrawal. But then if your account, that check was invalid or there wasn't sufficient funds, it would be whoever's account that was that messed up to begin with. Right. How often are people, at least when you were there, coming in to withdraw large amounts of cash? So the branches that I worked at were in an area where I feel like people dealt with a lot of cash mainly because I feel like there's like, again, just kind of a weird, not a stigma with banks, but you know, sometimes people just prefer cash. I'm not one of those people. I hate having cash on me, honestly. Um, It was, for me, people were withdrawing a decent amount because for me, like, withdrawing having a thousand dollars in cash on you is a lot of money to me because i'm like what life do you live but 
it was pretty frequent. Um, if you needed anything like specific bills or like a larger than normal amount, we would ask that you would let us know in advance if you knew it so that we could like order it from whatever cash servicing, whether it was one of the Brinks trucks, Dunbar, whoever works within your branch, just so that we could at least make sure that we had the bills that you want. Cause you know, you don't want to withdraw $20,000 and it's in like two bricks of twenties, mm-hmm. which is like what? Literally 20 of the straps, which is 2000 each. That's a lot. But like there's times if you need it that day, we can get it for you, but it might just not be in the bills that you want. Cause right. you know, people would prefer to have like a little discreet envelope rather than being like, I'm carrying out a bag of cash. Right. How much money is actually at the bank? Also depends on location, um, because there are some businesses that would come in and do their deposits and have bags upon bags, or a lot of banks also have something called a night drop when businesses will sign up with that. So if they're like not able to come during regular business hours, they'll drop it in. You'd open it up with two people. There's a lot of security measures. You really don't know how to open up anything normally with just one person, unless it's your own personal vault. So it's like, oh, like, oh, the, really? Yeah. So it's like I had control of one of the vaults. So I knew all that. But in order to like open up the main door to open the vault, I needed at least like me and one other person. Is it like the turn two keys at the same time thing like you see in the movies? So that's that's more like safe deposit boxes, which also are pointless in my opinion. But no, it would just be like a like a dial kind of thing or just like a key code. And you would either know like you know the first half, I know the second half, or mm-hmm. depending on, it might be split between three people, depending on the location. So just to kind of also be secure so that no employee was like, oh, I know the code to your vault. Let me just go in real quick right. and just grab a little handful of hundreds. So why do you think safety deposit boxes are pointless? <laughs> because they are. Sorry for yelling. Um, Because they're uninsured. So a lot of people think like, yeah, let me keep all my valuables in a in a branch, which like I can understand maybe if you don't have like a safe spot where you're living maybe, but like prime example, when I was working at Capital One, what hurricane was it? I want to say it was Hurricane Michael. I could be wrong, but there was a huge hurricane that went through Texas and there were two branches that were completely like wiped clean off the face of the planet. So every single item in any one of those safe deposit boxes was completely gone. There's no way you can get any, there's no insurance on it. You can't get any of that back. But at least if you have this stuff in, like, a fire safe at your home, that can be put under your homeowner's insurance. So there's a little bit of some type of security there. Right. But with the safe deposit box, it's, like, you need to be there during business hours. Like, you have the space, I guess. But, like, yeah, what are you gonna, that, if Even if you knew the hurricane was coming and it's, like, the middle of the night, you're going to run. Like, they're going to be, like, sorry, we're not. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, sorry, no in. one's there. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not my problem. That's wild. And they don't – because it's not like they um, – you know, even ask you what's in it, right? Yeah, like we're that, not supposed that's to the know. whole idea is that no one knows what's in your safety deposit box exactly. at a bank. Yeah, we'll let you in, do the dual key. They'll have one key that we don't have whatsoever. Like we have the branch key, but it can't be open unless we also have the customer key. Right. So they have to be there. And in order to, like, if you lose your key, we have to schedule someone to come drill the box. It's not like we have some secret spare in the back, like, it, the whole thing needs to be right. drilled. You have to be present. A branch member has to be present. And then you go into a room to, like, do your business and bring it out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, if it's when we're closed, like, one time, what was it? It was, like, a Saturday after we closed. Someone's banging on the door. I need my passport. It's in the safe deposit box. We're, like, sorry. sorry. Yeah. We're closed. Like, come when we're open or keep your passport at your freaking house. Like, what? Yeah, that's wild. I, I remember years ago we were talking about 
storing physical gold and coins and you know that's obviously very valuable and my understanding is the patriot act uh one of the laws that they put into place during that was the idea that if there was a bank holiday declared that the bank could essentially i don't know if it was the bank or the owners of the bank or just anybody had the right to basically go in um, to people's safety deposit boxes, and if they had any gold or guns or ammo in there, they could basically like take those um, to be used. I don't know the exact. Uh, are you familiar with no. this? No. Yeah. There's no way. The only way that we could have gone into a safe deposit box was if a branch was closing, and we were trying to contact you to be like, "Hey, the branch is closing. Come get your stuff." Yeah. What and happens then- if no one picks it up? Um, so that actually got a good story with that one, too. Someone was storing about $500,000 cash in their safe deposit box that we had to go in and count because their contact info wasn't updated and the branch was closing and they're consolidating and moving stuff. And we had to go in with two people because, again, just for security purposes, like we had to get it drilled, had the guy come out to drill it for us to open it, had to have at least two branch members in there. And then we're like, holy shit, this is a lot of cash kind of go through to count it because you have to fill out a form saying like, like, you know, date, this and that, whatever, safe box number, and then what was logged in there. And then you have to put it in a tamper evident bag, which is like what we'd use to ship out money and stuff with our like Dunbar or whoever. Yeah. And then just hope that they contact you and just keep it in a safe. So the branch was closing. And so what did you, you kept that in a safe and would you move it to the new the new branch or like we eventually were able to contact the people and they came right. to pick it up and they asked for imagine, police escort but like, yeah, yeah imagine you just have five hundred thousand dollars and you're like oh i guess uh, and you don't yeah, even, you're like oh yeah oh you don't keep your... whatever happened with that yeah imagine. so i mean that bring you know that's you know people yeah so people can keep that much in so it it almost sounds like i mean shoot the value in those banks is more in probably in the safety deposit boxes than actually in the cash there so oh yeah for i mean if you were to rob that bank and there's only like twenty thousand dollars cash but there's 500 in a safety deposit box yeah but that's a whole other thing is like you need the person unless you somehow magically have like a secret drilling thing and i've watched in movies it looks so easy in the movies but you also like where the boxes are you have to go in there with the branch member so Mm -hmm. unless you have someone on the inside or you are the person on the inside and you know how to drill into these boxes there's really no way you're going to be able to get in there unless you have the person's key. Yeah, so let's talk about bank robberies. <laughs> is is that I mean are are you suspicious of people like all the time coming in like looking sketchy like hey is this guy going to rob a bank? I mean you don't even hear about bank robberies anymore, do you? So if you work in a bank you do. So <laughs> a branch that I was in got robbed. Um No shit. It, yep, so Were you there? Yep. Um so I was in the back. We were doing a <laughs> Oh, so funny. Well, it's not funny, but I find it funny Um, because the guy only got away with like not even $500 and got arrested for it. So I'm like, haha, idiot. So (laughs) he basically, the classic one, like, you know, you see the movies, the hold up, everyone, blah, 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 get down. That's really, that doesn't really happen like that. Knock on wood, hopefully, because I'd feel bad if anyone I know is still in the bank has to deal with that. Normally, it's like someone passing a note. Very simple. They'll act normal. Or be in a weird disguise. Like, this guy had, like, a weird neck brace on and, like, a wig with a hat and, like, was trying to disguise himself. Passes a note that's just, like, maybe, like, 
I don't remember what it said exactly, but like, oh, I have a gun, like, give me all the money, this and that. And then, I mean, they teach you to comply. They would rather you not die on, yeah. like, you know, that's nice. I'm like, thank you for not wanting me to risk my life. So is your... there a secret button to press underneath the, like you see in the movies? Sometimes. Really? Um, sometimes there's a button. Sometimes there's, like, bait money so that they'll try and give you that and it'll, like, either, the, like. The die pack exploding thing? Yeah, die pack exploding. Nice. There's also cases I saw recently, um, I think a Dunbar truck got robbed about of a million dollars from two people at gunpoint but they got caught because one of the cases had a little air tag in it the new air um apple things. oh yeah and i thought it was kind of amusing that like it wasn't a die pack it was like the new little like secret yeah. that they were able to locate the people so i mean i i haven't worked at a bank in like five years now but oh how long have i been here yeah so oh like three four years i guess but um yeah no so it all depends i mean what happened in my scenario was the guy got out, didn't, I don't think he got the, the die pack whatsoever. He left, um, the and teller. He's, and they're just robbing from like the register. Like how much of the money is in the registers and then how much is in the vault? That, yeah, the vault. Yeah. So at the registers, normally they try to not have like a set amount up front specifically right. for that reason. Yeah. So a lot of the times, like if you did. Come on, John. Sorry. That was my, that was my fault. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I have to check into my flight. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> ah, let's so, so wait, go back to the so, question. We're, so we'll you come in, so there's registers, right? Yeah, so registers. And there's a certain amount of money in the register, and then there's a certain amount of money in the vault, and they're like, yeah, you know, so hey, I want 10,000 bucks. So like, oh, I only have like 500 bucks here. Let me go back. And exactly. So a lot of the times... Um, like a regular teller might have a little locker in the back that they keep extra money. So just say you're a normal teller, one of the regular businesses comes in and they deposit like 12 grand and then they would take that deposit. And then usually after that customer, the business owner, they wouldn't help anyone else. They'd kind of get it all strapped and they'd either sell it, quote unquote, basically just transferring ownership to the person that runs the main vault or just store it in the back for now so they don't have all that cash up front. So you say sell, so that's all like- uh, That's just like a banking term. So like I had yeah. one of the main vaults, so like I'd have all the boxes of coins, a bunch of different ones. And like, so if you have a bank uh, business customer coming in and they need to get a thousand and ones, but you only have 300, you'd be like, oh, can I buy 700 and ones from you? There's not an actual like buying process. Obviously I'm, I'm giving you straight, physical money. It's yeah. I'd be basically- handing it over to you, putting it in the system. We both kind of sign off on it. Mm -hmm. And then you count to verify that I actually just gave you $700. Because, yeah, I wrote 700 but you never know. I could have taken a few before I handed mm -hmm. it to you. And if you're not doing your due diligence and, like, counting it to verify, like, I could have just basically robbed that bank, but it's on you because I just sold it to you and it's now your responsibility, if that makes sense. Interesting. So that's – they keep track of that. So the whole idea of, like – Hey, what's up? Your register is short. That's like on you. Yeah, it's your fault. So there's times um, when there's been a difference in the tellers because, you know, you have to balance your drawer at the beginning and the end of your shift. So, yeah, if there's a time when like, oh, I'm sh short $100 or $1,000, like there's a time I was short $7,000. Oh, my God. I was terrified. I was what like, happened? wow, about to get fired. It was in the back in my little cabinet hidden under a piece of paper that I like, threw back there not realizing it. And I was just panicking and I had to have my manager come and someone has to come and count through all your stuff to make sure that what you're entering is accurate. And it was just me just having a day and just looking over, just glimpsed over that $7,000. But um, 
Yeah, no, or you can't find it. And then we're kind of going through your transactions. Like, okay, you had this cash come in, this and that. And that's why they're really, uh, like, they want you to, when you're giving this cash out, you enter in the amount in each denomination. So it's like if you're coming in and you're asking for a bunch of change for your business, like however many tens, fives, and ones, you can't just be like, oh, I just gave them 10,000 and ones. You want to put like, oh, I gave them the 7,000 and tens, the 2,000 and fives, the 1,000 and ones, so that like if shit hits the fan and you need to go look back at all your stuff, like it shows that you're at least doing all the precautionary steps to make sure that you're kind of giving them the right amount and not giving them too much or whatever. And I'm assuming like there's cameras everywhere oh, as well. So everywhere. it's not like, oh, just like then you could go back and be like, oh, hey, look, this guy reached in and freaking grabbed, grabbed some it. shit. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Cameras. So, I mean, I, I think more likely let's talk about fraud. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, checks and, you know, things made out to cash. Yes. It, 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 like, what's the most common sort of type of fraud you at least see, witnessed, like, attempted? So I would say the most frequent, frequent one would be people finding out people's account information and making fake checks and having the balls to come into a branch and cashing it themselves. Another story with that, when we caught a guy, that was like a huge adrenaline for, <laughs> rush for me. So, you know... There was a guy that came into one of our neighboring branches, came in with this fake ID. If you're like, if you're usually not a customer, you have to show two forms of ID, like a primary one, like a driver's license or a passport, and then a secondary form, like a a, a debit card or something that at least just shows your name on it. So he went to a certain branch with this check to cash. Want to cash this check? Here's my two forms of ID, blah, blah, blah. But then when they were doing their due diligence, looking at the account that this is check is drawn off of because it's a non-customer cashing a customer's check. So we're doing all that we can because it's not like we're going to be able to chase this guy down. So looking at everything, but then they see some red flags. The guy starts getting suspicious, gets his stuff and just leaves. So he's like, oh, I'm late for a meeting. I'm just going to go. Because once, you know, once you're starting to take too long, then they get nervous and they're like, yeah, oh my God, I don't want to get arrested. Back, like, hey, come here. Look at this. Does this look legit? Yeah, does this look like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Does this look sus to you? And, like, that'll happen so many times. And, like, that's why if we are aware that it's wrong, we try and stall them because we're also trying to call the cops and get them arrested. So this guy comes in. or we are It's the middle of the day. There's an email goes out. Warning, like, this guy tried to cash this check at this location. He was wearing these blue jeans, this white shirt. He's about 5'7", no hair, blah, 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 this and that. So we're... And they showed the photo of the the fake ID that he used because they were able to take that and scan it and stuff. So we're like, okay, whatever. Let's see if this guy has the balls to try it at any other branch. And he did. And it was my branch. And boy, was he an idiot for that. So I start doing what at the time they called lobby leading, which is basically just having a little greeter out front, which is another thing that they think deters people from robbing it because having someone right up front and being like, I see you, like, welcome to the branch. And then they're like, yeah, already too you can nervous. Be, like, yeah, right up in their face. Yeah, and then be yeah. like, oh, what? Oh, it's also to help and plus, customers. Like, like, you're very intimidating, too. Oh, I am. Oh, look at me. But, um, yeah, no, so it's also not just to deter robbers, but also to actually help customers. Because, you know, some people might think that they need to go to the teller line to do something, but they right. actually need to see a banker and vice versa, just to make sure that we're kind of getting the feng shui of everything going. 
But in comes this mofo with the blue jeans and the white shirt and the 5'8 and the bald head. And I'm like, instantly, I'm just like, oh, welcome, blah, blah, blah. And then but I, you knew instantly. Instantly I had a feeling. So, And by that time, I had printed out the paper of the fake IDs and put it at the side of every teller. And then he goes over to my girl, Allison. Shout out, Allison. We have the same birthday. Um, she, He was a teller that she went up to. And that was probably the perfect person because she is so good at just, like, charming people. She has got a great personality, can talk to, like, anyone. And, like, he gives the ID, this and that. And I, like, go up to my my computer, which is right next to her, and I point to the paper of his ID, the, the photocopy of the ID at the previous one. She takes it and puts it right next to it. Same exact photo, same information, just a different state. So instantly we're, like, bet got him so i go to the back call the cops he's here like this guy is trying to check fraud and it's not like i mean yeah he's trying to technically rob us in a way but he's he would be taking yeah. money from some just like poor yeah. random customer's account so we go she goes and makes a photocopy of the debit card and the id that he's using now we're like oh yeah just talking what do you got plans oh we have a business meeting that i have to head to this and that blah 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 trying to stall him again as much as we can and uh he Ends up getting antsy and is like, you know what? Like, this is taking too long, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm going to be late. Like, just give me my stuff and go. So we're trying to take our time. How much money was the check? Uh, I'm honestly, I don't fully remember. It was definitely under $10,000, but a couple yeah, thousand dollars, right. maybe like four or something. Um, So <laughs> he starts to get his stuff and go. And I, like, know that the cops are on their way. I'm like, they're, they're pretty. Like, I know that they're close. Like, I just want to get this guy. I was, like, just feeling like a little detective or something and then he goes out and i made i did something you're not supposed to do i went outside to follow him not to follow him but to kind of see where he went in case the cops were coming so i could be like that's him and how the uh branch was it was on route 40 for those of you who don't know it's like you go one way you either have to make a u-turn there's no like i don't know anyway so he's starting to come out, and we shared the same parking lot as, like, a few other buildings. So there's a couple ways to enter from the street. And the cops pull in as this guy's walking. So he's, like, walking, walking, walking. The branch is here. I run out. I am staying at the front, watching this guy walking, pretending to be on the phone as the cop pulls up. And, you know, he's just trying to act discreet, like, I'm not anything. And me in the back looking at the cop, like, I'm, like, <laughs> quietly, like, that's the guy, like. Who I just called. And then I see the cops slam on their brake, roll the window down. Next thing you know, the guy's sitting on the curb in handcuffs. And I was like, yeah, gotcha. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, try me. And then, yeah, I was like, I have, my heart was racing. And we had some regulars in the branch. We're like, okay, like, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I just felt like I was like, eh, no big deal. Got him. Did you um, have to? Uh, testify against him and they press charges. He probably they probably didn't even do charges. On yeah, him. I don't even to that. I didn't have to testify. There is a possibility. There have been times in the past when they have had to do that, but like no, I never experienced having to go to. So court. say that happened, and or say he was successful in getting through. The teller missed it or whatever, and the and the money with was withdrawn, and then you know like the next day or week or the customers like dude like. I didn't freaking like do this. Yeah. Like what's the, like what's the recourse on there? So also depends on the branch. So, um, or like the bank and the branch and kind of how the transaction happens. So like with certain amounts, like any teller could have withdrawn that much. Like, Oh, if it was a $4,000, it might've been on that teller that did it for not doing the due diligence. And they could either get fired. They could have to do more training. It could just be on them. And then they're just trying to help with the customer to get that money back. 
But if it was like a larger amount, like just say they're trying to withdraw $15,000 and at your, since you're new, you're a new teller, you can only do withdrawals of $5,000. And then if anyone wants any more, you, you need a supervisor manager, approve right. it. So then if I approved it without now, because now I am taking ownership. Mm-hmm. So I would be coming in, looking at everything to make sure that, and I might ask the teller like, oh, where's this money from? Like, blah, 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 just to make sure that they know what I'm looking for. And if I signed off on it, and then it was it's sort of then on at you. The, yeah, then I messed up and it would have been my problem to but I mean whatever. Yeah. So, but I mean, would the customer get their money back? It's just proven that, like, hey, you, you fuckers gave my money to the wrong person. person. Honestly, I feel like I don't even know. I would well, like in those incidents, it's like a whole. Now it's completely out of the branch hands. It's within our like the corporate, yeah, the corporate yeah, stuff, arena. and they're handling it. And a lot of the I'm times, assuming if they had like, look, you can prove that this wasn't you that withdrawed yeah. it. Like they're gonna, you know, but Have yeah, then they're of, gonna yeah. come back on whoever exactly. That's just like if you do it. any type of like, if there's credit card card fraud that you have, just say, oh, some random person bought hundreds of dollars of whatever on my card. And they're like, okay, we'll give you a new card. We're going to give you the credit back. But it takes 90 days. So yeah, they, they might... do an investigation and yeah. all that. And they yeah. might do a temporary credit. But then if it turns out, no, it was just your wife was going on a spending spree that you right. didn't know about. And then they'll just put that transaction right back on your account. Right. So Yeah, I mean, the reason I bring it up, too, is because we had talked about the most recent 60 Minutes piece about the sort of grandma scam that's going on where people pretend to be and that contacting your grandma hey you know they would contact your grandma hey it's sarah grandma it sounds like you you know i I need you know can you wire me two thousand bucks because i'm in this country and i lost my wallet and then like you know your grandma's nice and wants to do it and does it and then you know a couple weeks later like yeah did you like no grandma that wasn't me that was some random yeah and so but basically what they're saying is at least according to this piece is that they're basically shit out of luck on the money because they were the actual ones to send it out to send it. Whereas this is sort of like, you know, someone you're pretending to be someone like, okay, it wasn't me. Whereas like, no, like you're kind of like a dumbass for doing that. No, in those situations too. Cause I mean, when you are wiring money, when you're in a branch, the banker is also supposed to be looking out for you and asking these questions like, Oh, what is this for? Like, are you purchasing something like blah, blah, blah. Cause a lot of the times, when it's a legitimate wire, there's like a whole page. This is all the wire information. Like if people are buying a home or something, they'll have all that information. Be like, oh, I'm buying a house. Like, okay, this makes sense. Like you can even look up the company. All this information that they have on this printed out piece of paper is on their website or something. Um, so yeah, in those situations, normally if someone's like, my granddaughters, they'd be like, is this accurate? Like, who yeah. called you? This yeah. Like, Did you actually? Are like, you sure? Did you? Why don't you call them again? So we had, and and this is. You know, on the business side of things, we had a um, occasionally I will get calls from our our bank that says like, hey, this this, um, you know, payment or wire was initiated for this business um, account. And um, they kind of know that like, hey, you were actually you were paying this monthly bill that was going to this particular account and now it's changed. And so they will be like. Are you, you know, are you, did you mean for it to change? Is it aware that it's changed? And, you know, they're like, and I remember one time they're like, you know, I'm like, I don't know, like our, you know, our accountant like said it, you know, changed and they actually dig in. They're like, what did you, 
Did you find out via email? Did you call the person? They suggest you call the person and like verify yeah. that it is. And um, it just seems like this more and more the – so when you were at the bank, was it like – was it mostly in-person stuff or were you dealing with shit over the phone too? So a lot of the times it would be something in person or like if someone already had – been in some type of fraud situation they're coming in to like clarify it right but there was a time when someone was calling because they were like i'm in this scenario and it seems kind of suspicious like can you just like listen to me and tell me if it's accurate or not and i will tell the story so it had to do with kind of the whole check availability and stuff like that so this lady was selling like a piece of exercise equipment let's say i don't remember how much she was selling it for let's say she was selling it for two thousand dollars and someone reaches out to her like hey i'd be more than happy to buy your piece of exercise equipment um I'd be happy to like buy it from you for $2,500, but I need you to pay the people to come pick it up. So what I'll do is I'll write you a check for like 4,000. You get this amount for like withdraw this amount to give to the person to pick up and then you can keep the remaining 2,500. And then they'll be pressuring you to be like, do it now, do it now, do it now, because you got the check, you deposited it. It says it's available for a second because of how your account history is. And normally you deposit like legitimate checks. But if you give that time, oh, God, I hear on my scrunchie. Awkward. Anyway, but if you give it time and they actually try to clear those funds from that account that the check was written off of, all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, insufficient funds. None of this money is legitimate. So what they're trying to do is like kind of entice you like, oh, I'll actually give you more than what you're offering. But if you can just take some of this money I'm going to give you to give to this person instead, but do it now or else like. And, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the core of the whole Nigerian prince scam, right? Like where they say, hey, I have this money. I need to move it to a bank and you can keep some of it, but I need you to send. Transfer this amount yeah, or something. That, yeah, that. Um, and then it ends up. Yeah. So. Yep. Did anybody, did anybody, was get, that? Uh, get caught with that? Yeah. So, so no, but there was also an old customer who I also loved. He was so adorable. But he almost got caught, but he was smart and knew that something was wrong. And he was like, I'm going to go into my bank and I'm going to talk to them about it. But basically someone had hacked his online banking and contacted him. And it was like, oh, we uh, – we're supposed to credit you $1,000, but we accidentally credited you $10,000. You need to wire us 9000 of that dollars because we made a mistake on our end. But then if you looked at his transactions, all they did was they went onto his own online banking and transferred his $10,000 out of his savings account into his checking account. So it looked like, yeah, all of a sudden there's this big influx in your checking account, but it was his own money. And it's just like they just had access to his online stuff and then contacted him like, yeah, we accidentally credited you too much. Can you go in and, like, give us the rest back kind of thing? Wow. Right? And I was like, dang, y'all suck. Oh, my God, don't hurt this old man. He was so sweet. And I was like, we got this. He was so shaken up. I feel, I, like, even to this day, I feel so bad that he had experienced that. But I'm glad we caught it at least. But Yeah, so that's a – I mean, I guess another good question, the different types of, of accounts. Um, I'm assuming it's – I don't know. It's you could look at it one way or the other. Having mo- a bunch of different types of accounts to like do that, or is it better to just have one? Like, you know, like, ha- do you have any recommendations? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're honestly, that's funny that you're asking because I, uh, I'm kind of insane, as you know. 
Uh, I have way too many bank accounts because um, my brain doesn't function like a normal person. And I need to like visually see like, this is my regular checking account. This is the money I transfer money to for my bills to come out of. This is my savings account. This is my savings account specifically for traveling. And I have another account that's for like my dog just because, you know, dogs do dumb stuff all the time. And he ate stuff and needed to call poison control. And I, I don't know. I'm like, he's going to cost me money at some point. So, no, I have money all over the place, but I'm also very mindful of my online banking. I change my passwords when needed. I do the two-step authentication, whatever. Like, definitely have complicated passwords. I know it can be hard to remember, but, like, updating it frequently. That was a huge thing working at a bank. Like, we had to change all of our logins, like, every 90 days. So, we were forced to. But, like, and but it kind of taught me to start doing that with my own personal stuff because, I mean – all the fraud now seems to be digital. Like my best friend, she's gotten credit card fraud so many times. I'm like, I don't even understand how you have so much credit card fraud, but like just simply that, like if you have the same password for everything, like spoiler alert, that's going to end up biting you in the ass someday. Yeah. Cause you can get compromised and it's, it's definitely, I mean, one of the reasons that I wanted to get into this because it seems like more and more fraud scams are out there. You have to be like just very suspicious oh, for about, sure. you know, text messages that you get, you know, that say Yeah, hey, random links. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, um you know, I got one like and so I'm the same, but I have I have accounts in multiple institutions too, because I just feel like, hey, I mean, especially after the you know, the Silicon Valley thing and all this, it's like, look, like, um, you know, if this bank has an issue, like, you don't want to have all your, you know, just Eggs like, in one basket kind yeah, of thing. so it does create a little bit of, um, uh, it's, it's tougher to manage, though, because you're like, oh, I got this account in here that has to pay, you know, and then you have to link them. And if you want to transfer money and all that kind of st- stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, for after COVID, it was like, you know, the banks weren't even open. You had to do everything digitally. And I think people took advantage a lot of the fact that you didn't even have to. Like you said, someone it's someone might have the balls. Very few people are going to have the balls to actually go in and try to forge a check yeah. and cash this thing. But when it's just over the phone and you can kind of just hang up, it's just like the cost of that becomes, you know, uh, it, it drops drastically. Yeah. So... Um, people have to be vigilant out there and um, always be suspicious. Yeah. Right. Honestly. Any other any other tips or takeaways you take from your your lovely time in the banking sector? Um, just to kind of <laughs> a little another note on like fraud thing. That's why personally I'm huge on using my credit card for everything. Um, but don't spend money you don't have. That's how they get you. You want to be a bank's least favorite customer like me i got the cash rewards card i use it paid off completely i've only probably in the seven years i've had a credit card i think i've paid eight dollars in interest and i get at least three hundred dollars cash back every year minimum so they hate me but you know i do what i want but anyway they're counting this, on that one time yeah that i mess, mess up, up. Yeah. yeah no it's true um and uh i would agree because like you said the the your recourse on purchases on a credit card are 
way easier than, than if it's like like physically just say, money out of the account which yeah, is so you would just, think people think it's kind of all the same thing you know it's oh it's like because look you might have a credit card with capital one but you might have a bank account with capital one it's like oh it's the same bank like whatever but like no, debit so out of your account is way different than worse yeah so prime example let's say you live in paycheck to paycheck you have your rent money in your account right now that's supposed to go out tomorrow plot twist use your debit card for everything fraud happened on your debit card all of that money that you that's your only cash like that's your only liquid money that you have that's supposed to go towards your bills your whatever is gone and all of a sudden you're like shit i like oh yeah you can call the bank but it's going to take like 90 days max to get it back yeah and you can't pay your rent with a credit card exactly you might be yeah so if you do your stuff with your credit card and there's fraud in your card like yeah that still sucks, but with the card, they'll cut that off, give you a new one, give you a temporary credit, and it's not like you have to owe on that. Like, you're set. And then your actual liquid cash, which you could use for an emergency or for your bills or whatever, like, is fine. So I never use my debit card, except in, if I have to go get cash out, which is also rare because I honestly just don't like using cash. <laughs> well, that's a uh, uh, topic for another uh, episode. <laughs> we actually just talked to Hammer about about the... Everybody, everything going to uh, cash, and there's some there's some downfalls to that as well. So, at the end of the day, you have to diversify: gold, guns, and cash. Um, <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> All right. On that note, though, so we're good. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Let's wrap this thing up. Thank you very much for coming on here. I think this of is going to be our most popular episode. I know. Very first practical. girl, first girl guest. A little diversity up in this bad bitch. The first female guest yeah i've hosted i haven't there's what oh okay right all right we'll we'll get out don't come out don't try to cancel us i know right too late all right i did just right now anyway thank you guys for watching make sure to like and subscribe leave a comment sorry i yell leave a comment below let me know how i did but don't be mean see you next time <laughs>